not everyone who is going through a prison experience is actually behind bars. You might be in a prison experience right now. Today on the show, I'm going to show you how to win in prison. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everyone welcome to background check podcast i'm your host Jaden gum and it's brought to you by forgiven felons helping people with a past realize their future if you want to know more about forgiven felons and what we do Go to our website, ForgivenFelons.org. Check us out. Download an application packet to send to your loved one or just contact me. My number's on the contact page. If you want to be involved somehow in our future plans, go to the future plans page and see what we're working on. And if you have either land or a building that we can use, borrow, sell, rent, whatever, uh, we'd love for you to be involved. We have a, a great project going on called the Resource Center that we are looking to get going, especially the welding class. We've already got a grant for the welding equipment. We're trying to get that going even in the meantime while we're waiting to build the rest of the Resource Center. Also, if you haven't tried Audible, uh, I, I don't. I have, to, I have to admit, I was a skeptic. I was like, all right, people that say uh, don't, don't watch the movie, read the book, uh, those people I used to like, you know, I'd rather watch a movie than read the book and they'd get on to me like, Oh, you know, reading the book is different than watching the movie. And when I first heard about audible and how you could just listen to a book instead of read it, I thought that's, that's the same thing. You know, you're not really reading anything. You're just listening, but man, I am on my, I think third or fourth audible audio book now. And they have way more than just books. They have podcasts. They also have uh, health and wellness things you can listen to. So if you want to try it, this is the best time to try it. Audibletrial.com slash background check. And when you do that, uh, sign up for the free trial. You don't have to, uh, you got to put your credit card in there, but you don't, you, you can cancel it after the free trial. You don't have to go forward. But when you do that, uh, forgiven felons gets a little donation. So anyway, background check. What we do here is we, we just try to encourage anybody and everybody who has to navigate life with a background check. And, you know, today's episode will be a solo episode like myself. Um, I'm going to be just talking about talking about some things, a certain topic. But most of the time I'm going to have people on here with inspiring stories, motivation stories. And sometimes I'll have people on here that have to do with helping people come back from a life that, you know, a criminal background or addiction or whatever. We've had recovery coaches on here. We've had judges, parole lawyers, and it's just been fun. This has been fun doing this, and I can't wait to see what else God has in store for us. But this is what we do at Background Check, and it's not it's not a true background check where, where you know, we're doing a background check because we're looking to try to disqualify you. 
we're doing a background check to to help you realize that you can rise above your background, that you can not let your past define you. And there's lots of people out here, reentry programs, everybody that, that's willing to help come alongside you. Okay. So today I'm, I'm your host and, uh, and guest. Uh, I don't have an interview today. And the reason why is because I really feel impressed to talk to you about how to win in prison, how to win in prison. And I'm going to give you a few, a few ways to, to help you win when you're going through a prison experience. Not everybody that is in prison is behind bars. Did you know that? I was in a prison way before I got locked up in Texas Department of Criminal Justice. I was in a prison of alcoholism. I was in a prison of depression. I was in a prison of anger. I was in a prison of broken relationships. Yeah, my prison sentence started when I told God, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Because you're going to be a prisoner for, for Christ or you're going to be a prisoner for the devil. And when I told Christ, I no longer want to be a prisoner for Christ, I told God that I, I basically made myself available to Warden Satan. And you do not want Satan as your warden. Because it's uh, it's more punitive. Rather, if you have God as your warden, he's more like he's more like relational, and you don't even feel like you're in prison because you want to do His will. So today, I'm going to talk about how to win in prison. And you may not think you've ever been to prison, but let me just uh, spout off a few things that might make you rethink that. Have you ever been in debt? That's a prison. Have you ever been uh, holding on to a root of bitterness? That's a prison. Uh, have you ever been able to not get negative thoughts out of your head, out of your mind? That's a prison. There are more prisons than we think. Prison of grief. Maybe you lost a loved one and, and it's been 10 years and you still can't get through that. You can't get past it. You know, prison, prison is, somebody asked me one time, what's it like when, when you were in prison? Prison is you wake up every day being told when to eat, where to go, not being able to go wherever you want, how to do things, stay in the line, get in line, stay within the lines, sit here, go here, go to bed. Wake up, turn out your lights. Man, I mean, some of those some of those things I just described sounds like our everyday life. I mean, I'm telling my daughters when to go to bed, when to get up. They're going to school. They're being told to get in line, stay in line, when to eat, <laughs> sometimes what to eat. I mean, the prison behind bars doesn't necessarily mean you're the only ones locked up. We're, we're locked into prisons out here. Society can be a prison. Sometimes you may think you're in prison because of a certain political figure that's in office. You know, uh, but here's the thing. No matter what, you can win in prison. A couple things, a uh, couple, couple little, you know, points. Number one, your prison experience is not always about you. Number two, 
Focus on your strengths and your gifts during this time. And number three, you have to seriously want to make parole. <laughs> All right? So these three things is not always about you. You know, Philippians 1.12 says, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul talking, that everything that has happened to me, being in prison, beaten, all this, has helped to spread the good news. One of the best things you can do during your prison time is to help somebody else. I didn't realize this until I uh, got into a fight, got locked up in, in administrative seg, solitary confinement, for you guys who don't know what that means. and But then after I came out, the first year was just learning. But then after that, it was just helping other people, discipling other people. And I realized that my prison experience is not unique. There's a lot of people experiencing prison around me. And even though I'm not in prison anymore in Texas Department of Criminal Justice, I'm still around a lot of people who are locked up in prison. And, and it breaks my heart. But at the same time, I have to look back. I have to refer back to my, my actual prison time what did I do in there? I looked around. I looked around and I noticed that all these guys in here, my dorm, you know, when I went to chapel or church or when I went to uh, uh, commissary classes, different things, yeah, I would see other inmates that were in other dorms. But the guys in my dorms, the guys in my pod, those were the guys doing time with me. They were doing, they were going through the same prison experience I was going through. And what I learned was when I first got into prison, I didn't, do, I didn't do my prison time very well. But then as I grew in the Lord, I began to see, okay, I'm still doing the same prison time, but I'm doing it differently. I have a different outlook. And it's not about me anymore. In fact, when I was in prison, I read a book called It's Not About Me. And it changed the way I went through my prison experience. And, and so that kind of leads me into... You know, one of the best things you can do during your prison time is to help somebody else who's in the, the same prison time with you. That leads me to point number two, focus on your strengths and gifts during this time. Genesis 46 through 8 says, when Joseph saw them, uh, saw them the next morning, talking about the uh, cup cupbearer and the baker, he was in prison. Okay, he was already in prison. He was charged with a sex offense. Some of y'all would, would hate, would hate, Joseph and just condemn him to death because he was charged with a sexual offense. But he was charged with a sexual offense. He was in prison, and the, and the king cupbearer and the baker got thrown in prison. And when Joseph saw them, this is uh, verse 6, the next morning he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today, he asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Joseph replied, well, interpreting dreams is God business, God's business. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. Now, you see what Joseph did? Joseph knew he had a strength and a gift for interpreting dreams. And when he was young, he didn't really know how to utilize that gift, and he did it kind of wildly, and that's what got him in, in trouble with his brothers the first place. But now he's had all this time, and he's, he's honed his gift. He's worked on it. He's, he's practiced it. And in his prison time, and mind you, mind you, 
everybody who's going through a prison time, there's two reasons people are in prison. And and I don't mean just in the in the prison prison behind bars. I mean even in prison of debt, prison of uh, of sickness, prison of whatever. We all go through prison experiences for two reasons only. One, because of a decision you made that puts you in that position. Or number two, because it just randomly happened to you. Those are the only two reasons you can be in prison. One is your fault and one is not your fault. And Joseph was in prison not because of something he did. It was no fault of his own. All along the way, even him when he was younger and telling his dream to, to his brothers, he probably could have controlled that a little bit, but he could not have controlled why he was in prison at this point. But he looked at his his new friends, the baker and the cupbearer, and he could tell something was wrong with them. And see, that is the antithesis of, of how we really act when we're going through our little prison experience. We want everybody we want to look sad and we want everybody to look at us and we want everybody to feel sorry for us and we want everybody you know to ask us if uh if they can do anything for us but joseph was that one who looked who looked he looked at them he noticed do you notice other people that are going through maybe a prison experience do you only notice during your good times or do you notice when you're going through bad times too the best thing you do during a prison-like experience when you're when you're trapped, when you feel trapped in whatever prison you're in, the best thing you can do is to focus on somebody else, notice somebody else. But Joseph knew he had a gift. He knew he had a strength, and he utilized his strength while he was in prison. Paul and Silas did the same thing. Their strength was worshiping their God. So when they were in prison, they were locked to the ground, but they didn't focus. They did not focus on the beatings on their back. They didn't focus on them being where they were. They focused on someone else. And they originally uh, first focused on God and just worshiped God. They could have been like, man, we don't get commissary. We don't even get a pillow. They could have been griping, but they focused on someone other than themselves. And because of that, even, even God shook the, the ground below them to unlock their chains. See, when you take the focus off yourself and you put it on others, whether it's God or somebody else, then things start to happen. Things start to happen. And then all of a sudden, everybody's set free. And y'all know the Paul and Silas story. He, I mean, the guard was about to kill himself because he was responsible for all these prisoners. But see, their purpose for being there wasn't through yet. It, the purpose that they went to prison was not about them. It wasn't about them. It was about God needed to reach that one guard. God needed to reach that one guard and his family. So he allowed... Paul and Silas to go through a prison experience because they would have never came in contact with that guard otherwise. Sometimes what you're going through is it may be such a unique, if you didn't make a decision to put you there, then ask God, God, why am I here? Because he may need you to go through that specific 
prison experience to reach one person, one family. And so when the when the time came for them to be able to leave, they didn't leave because because they they knew it wasn't about them. But their strengths worshiping their God got them to where they were. All right. So the last point is you got to seriously want to make parole. This point, I don't have a scripture verse for it like I did the other ones. This is just me talking. You know, when I was in prison, I wanted to make parole. I got denied parole three times. I wanted to make parole so bad I was doing whatever they said I had to do to make parole. I was asking a ton of people, and I don't like to ask people to do things for me, but I had to ask a ton of people to write me support letters. A lot of people will write me and ask me to come to our transitional house. You know, and most of us, I don't know if it's just innate in us, but most of us will not want to ask others for help when we're going through a prison experience. And that's the time we need to ask the most. But how bad do you want to get out of your position? How bad do you want to get out of debt to where you go ask somebody for some financial advice? Oh, we're quick to say, hey, I, I can't pay my rent. We're quick to, to tell our sob story. We're not really asking. Oh, I don't want to ask. I don't want to trouble anybody. I don't want to ask anybody for rent. I don't want to ask anybody for money. But we want to share our sob story to try to manipulate and get people to ask if they can help. And then we're like, oh, well, I guess it would be good if, you know, I need to get my rent paid. I need to get this paid. I need to get this done. Oh, you, you don't have to. You don't have to. We don't want to just come right out and ask, hey, I can't pay rent, but here's the reason why I can't pay rent, because I don't manage my money well. I don't, I don't save. I don't have an emergency fund. You know, we, we're not, we're, we don't want to just ask for help in a way that would not allow us to get back into this financial prison. You know, we'd rather just wallow in our grief, wallow in our bitterness, wallow in our unforgiveness. We'd rather just wallow because we don't, we don't want to ask for the right kind of help. You got to seriously want to make parole. There's some guys in prison that will never make parole because they're not asking people to so, to write support letters. They're not asking people. You know, guys will hustle in prison. Okay, guys will hustle and uh, draw to make money to buy commissary. They will uh, they will do all kinds. They will wash clothes. They will wash your clothes in a toilet, in a toilet bowl, for a honey bun. Okay, they will wash clothes to make money. But then when they ride a transitional house and the transitional house says, uh, you need money to, to come here, they're like, oh, I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have any resources. I don't have any, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. Yet you just got a honey bun for washing clothes in a toilet. Now all of a sudden you can't be resourceful. You have to seriously want to make parole more than you want that honey bun that you're willing to wash clothes in a toilet for. You got to do the necessary things. Do you want to get out of the financial prison or do you just want somebody to give you a temporary relief by paying your rent? 
that's the same way. Do you want to get out of prison and try to hustle some money so you can get some money sent to a transitional house? Or do you want to just eat a honey bun? You got to make plans. You know, I remember when we when we went, we got into debt. One year was really bad, and we put some things on credit card, and we just started building up credit card debt. You know, and one of the things I want to, you need to do during your prison experience is to always be encouraging. Encouraging and disciplined through the process is how we got out of debt. Every year I told my wife, this is the year we're going to get out of debt. And you know what? It took us like six or seven years. But finally, I was right one year. But what I was right about every year is a li- we got a little bit more out of debt every year. We were disciplined with making our payments. We gave more to offerings. I mean, I believe everything we did, we were encouraged, encouraged ourselves, and we were disciplined through the process. But you've got to want to do it. We wanted to get out of debt, and now we want to stay out of debt. We don't want to go back to that prison. You've got to, you've got to want to come out of the prison of grief. And, I'm, and I'm, I know it's tough to lose a loved one. I lost my dad a long time ago, and I went through a season of grief. But if I let that grief hang on to me, I'm not going to be the best version of myself to my kids, to my wife, and to everybody else around me. You've got to want to make parole. You've got to want to do the things that get you out of prison. Paul and Silas didn't, probably didn't want to feel like, they didn't feel like worshiping. But they knew that was what it's going to take to get them to the next level. Daniel, Daniel prayed three times a day. And then when it was against the law, guess what he did? He went and prayed again. And then they threw him in the lion's den. Guess what he did in the lion's den? What he always done? Prayed. Prayed. Some of you want to wait. Some of us, we want to wait till a crisis hits to start praying, to start asking, to start doing all the things you should be doing to keep you out of prison or to get you out of your prison experience. You know, sometimes, like I said, we end up in prison because of decisions we made, and sometimes we end up there at no fault of our own. Either way, God can take that time in our prison experience and use it if we let him. Sometimes we read a book by John Maxwell. It's a kid's book called Sometimes You Win and Sometimes You Learn. It's actually, uh, he wrote a book and then he wrote a kid's book. But sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Did you notice I didn't say the word lose? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's that's really what we've always been taught is sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But if you take a prison experience, no matter what that prison experience is, and you learn from it, that's not a loss. If you take that prison experience that you're in and help somebody else during that same prison experience... That's not a loss. So just remember, it's not always about you. Focus on your strengths and your gifts during this time. When I was in prison, the only thing I can do is I I could encourage people. I could disciple people. I led people to the Lord. A guard came up and said, Gum, why are you always smiling? And I got to share Jesus with him because Jesus was the reason I was smiling. But I got to encourage that guard. He, he he almost said it was like he was like you don't even act like you're here it's like you're in another place if people can't tell you're going through a prison experience that's really the best way to go through it <laughs> it really is but man some of us sometimes we just want to make sure everybody knows that we are suffering look at me 
I can't pay rent. I can't do this. I can't do that. Focus on your strengths and your gifts during your prison experience and just chip away. Be disciplined. Because that's how you show you really want to make parole. It's how you show you really want to get out of whatever prison it is you're in. Find a group. Find people to talk to. There's somebody out there that's already been through what you're going through. Get some help from them, whether it's addiction, whether it's financial debt, whether it's grief, bitterness, whatever, whether it's uh, your diet, nutrition. You don't have to be in the prison of obesity. There's little things you can do to make parole. But if you want that honey bun, you're going to stay in the prison of obesity. If you want to get stronger and you want to make parole from the prison of weakness and the prison of injury, I get injured more when I don't work out than when I do work out. You can do this, though. That's my coffee. It's time to go. Listen, this is how you win in prison. You can do this. I did it. I'd still do it. This ain't something I've done and I'm done with. I, I still do this. But I want to encourage you, get a hold of me. If you're going through something and, and uh, some guy just texts me from Connecticut, he watched the documentary only because he heard Sting was on it. And me and him have been talking. He's living in his car and wanting to, wanting to just do, do, you know, do away with life. And we've been talking. But he really wants to get out of the situation he's in, so he's reaching out to somebody, anybody. Just some dude that was in a documentary. Reach out to somebody. Get the help you need during your prison experience. And then you be the help somebody else needs. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Next week we'll have uh, somebody else on. Listen, I hope you um, were satisfied with the election results. Whether your guy won or lost. Uh, I know who I wanted to win. But in the end, God is in control. And I know the election is not over. I know things can still happen. Sides will be accused of cheating. I get it. It's crazy. It's crazy right now. It's crazy. But don't let, don't let this situation get under your skin. Don't lose friends over this. Don't do it. Don't, don't get baited. Don't get baited. Just know that God's in, God's in control, whoever he chooses to, to put in that office. Remember, whoever's in there, God allowed it. So if God allowed it to happen, that means you need to respect it and pray for them. I know you don't like to hear that. I don't like to hear that either. <laughs> but thanks for listening today. I appreciate you listening to my solo episodes. Uh, hopefully we'll have some more great interviews for you. I may have my wife and my mom and, and Jessalyn on here one day soon. So um, it's it's always a pleasure sharing my heart with you and sharing interviews with you. So if you're listening on, on Apple, please give us a rating and a review. It helps uh, the, the show get exposure. But thanks again for listening. Share this with everybody. Spread it around. Share the link. Copy it and post it on, on social media. Tell everybody you know about it. And um, and y'all have a good weekend. All right. And we'll we'll see you. We'll see you next week on Background Check. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. 
For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.